Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. At the track, the wall, she's gone. Welcome to our Braves Recap Show. It's your first chance to react to the Braves and Astros. 2020 was last year. This is a whole different team. The Braves Recap Show is on. Brought to you by the Georgia Department of Health. The Georgia Department of Health encourages Braves fans to support the home team. Go Braves. Visit dph.georgia.gof forward slash COVID hyphen vaccine. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Again, 800-501-3689. What a way to kick off the midnight hour. The Atlanta Braves are one win away from being World Series champions. Braves get the win tonight, 3-2 to two over the Astros, and they now take a three games to one lead in the World Series. He was born. Hello, everybody. Alongside uh, Knox Bardeen and Caleb Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth. Glad to have you with us tonight. And, guys, hey, cr- hey Chris, can, can, can I jump in real quick and just say, honestly, isn't that perfect for how this night has gone? Just the fact that you got nervous, you thought, uh, this isn't going how we wanted to. We kicked the show off the same way. It's fine, though, because uh, we're going to turn things around throughout this hour and uh, enjoy <laughs> enjoy a, a 3-1 lead. Well, and that's that's what the Braves did tonight. There's so many things about this game tonight, guys, that I, that I want to get to. But let's start with with this. Braves bats look like they that that looked like a uh, you know, maybe after a uh, a Friday night in Buckhead back in the mid 90s kind of a a hangover uh that the Braves bats had today, but eventually guys they kind of came around and and obviously sobered up a little bit later on for the Braves to be able to to go back to back with the home runs and be able to get the lead but the bats were a little shaky to start this thing tonight guys yeah Chris you're talking about going out to those uh, Buckhead locations Uh, the Braves were doing a lot of taking big hacks and swinging out you know they they were uh they were, they were trying to make some advances towards some ladies that were not having it, uh, and, and that was the baseball tonight for much of this game. But they turn it around, and at a <laughs> at the perfect time, it felt like, uh, they, they got the exact runs that they needed uh, and, and brought a boost of energy to not only that ballpark but this city uh, as, you know, they take a, a very comfortable lead but a lead that we know uh, is not done yet. That's right. One win away from a uh, from winning the World Series. Braves now have a 3-1 lead 
over the Astros in the World Series with uh, another game coming up tomorrow night and a chance to be able to put this thing away, to seal it at home tomorrow night, and that would be fantastic. We want to hear from you, though, 404-741-0929. If you want to weigh in, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter, at 929thegame. We'd love to hear from you there. Heck of a job tonight from Kyle Wright. That was about as clutch of a performance as you will ever see from a pitcher, a guy that comes in and just really inherits a, a bad situation when he came in. Uh, it, it was a it was a rough start, to say the least, for Dylan Lee. He couldn't get through the first inning. And Kyle Wright came in and gave you four and two-thirds. Did give up a run, but he really held it together and kind of kept the Braves in this thing. Yeah, I I was going to ask you guys. I want to know your thoughts on this. Mine is the Dylan Lee move tonight was, was a mistake. I think it was a mistake. I think it was one of the very few mistakes that Brian Snicker has made so far in this postseason, but a mistake nonetheless. And and I I tweeted that out during the game, and I had a couple of responses of people being like, well, if it had gone the other way, you wouldn't be saying that. And I was like, well, that's the definition of a mistake, though, is it not? Like, I don't know. Do you guys see this differently? I kind of look at this as if if we could go back five hours and say, okay, Snit, uh, you're going to go Dylan Lee and you're going to go Kyle Wright. They're going to give you five innings and only give up two runs. He's going to say, sign me up. Yeah. That's how I feel about this. Sure. The kid went out there and he, and he gave up a single that, you know, it was all, all the single and it was a rough way to start the game. Walks a batter, gets a strikeout, walks another batter. It's a tough way to start. It's a tough way to start your major league baseball career and on the mound as a starter. But, hey, he's a professional hitter. He's, or excuse me, he's a professional pitcher, 27-year-old kid. He's got to go out there and get it done. If he didn't. Kyle Wright comes in and absolutely saves the day. Can't say enough about what that guy did. Um, only giving up five hits and four and two-thirds. It was brilliant. And he gets as much of a, of a gold star for this win as anyone on this team right now. And I still think, guys, Kyle Wright can be and someday will be a – he may not be an elite-level Hall of Fame starting pitcher, but I think he is still a guy that will turn into a quality starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. I'd I'd love to see the consistency. I think this year, uh, what you know, I mean, this is only Kyle Wright's fourth appearance for the Braves this season. Uh, it's funny that, you know, I, I think so much of the guy who start who opened tonight ahead of him, Dylan Lee, this was his fifth appearance just you know, in Major League Baseball as a whole. That's why I was uncomfortable with him getting the start. But then Kyle Wright, this is just his fourth appearance so far for the Braves this season. Uh, And the others outside of what we saw in Houston in that game, too, when the leverage was pretty low, uh, wasn't great. And so I had no idea what we were going to expect tonight. But to your point, Chris, I mean, he really showed out. And this is something like this is why a decision was made back at the trade deadline when they were moving guys and they moved Bryce Wilson instead of Kyle Wright. And you you knew that his name had to be one of those possibilities as well uh, to get a trade uh, made. And yet they stuck with him. And now, I mean, how poetic is it that he comes in clutch at, at this moment and, and uh, holds them through till they could get to this dominant bullpen? 
Kyle Wright, four and two-thirds tonight. That is the longest for any reliever in Atlanta Braves history. Uh, four and two-thirds, he gives up five hits, just one run. It was earned. He walked three and uh, struck out three. He threw 75 pitches tonight, but kind of kept the Braves in it. And for another night here, we see this Braves bullpen come in. Martin looked good. Uh, he got the job done, needed only nine pitches. Matzik continues to pitch extremely well. He only needed 11 pitches to get through his inning. Luke Jackson looked Luke, Luke Jackson looked good tonight. And Be then nice. Will Smith came in and <laughs> yeah. did, what, did what he did. Yeah. So it was a good night. It was good to see Chris Martin, though. Guys, I thought he – you know, we talk about the job that Kyle Wright did going four and two-thirds. I thought it was thought it was a positive, hopefully a confidence builder to see Chris Martin come in and, and pitch as well as he did. Chris Martin and Luke Jackson, I think those were two guys who, well, obviously Martin more than Jackson, needing that, that boost of confidence and the fact that he's been extremely untrustworthy so far throughout not only the end of the season, but you didn't really know what you were going to get from him so far in the postseason. Uh, and, and so you're right, Chris, the fact that, that he shows up only throws nine pitches. I didn't even realize that but you're right. That was, that was a, a quick inning for him. Um, I think that's when I was driving here to the studio. I was, I was trying to quickly get from the house, uh, into the studio and, uh, it never fails that if I ever try that, that movement, that it's a, it's a quick inning and then I'm, I'm rushing up here to, to get to the TV. But that was, it was, uh, uh, another kind of you could just take a sigh, I, I think, and, and kind of, you know, exhale and breathe a little bit. Uh, and, and Jackson did the same. 404-741-0929. If you're a Braves fan, we'd love to hear from you tonight. If you were at the game tonight, we'd love to hear from you at 404-741-0929. We will get to some calls. We'll also uh, take uh, hear from you on Twitter as well, at 929thegame. Michelle says the cardiac kids – Strike again, and what more can you say about Dansby Swanson, Jorge Soler? They go back to back to put the Braves in the lead. That shot by Dansby, though, to tie the game, that was huge. And I thought on on Soler's hit, as soon as the ball left the bat, I started screaming through the house because that ball was gone. I was just about to say, Knox, you want you want to tell him what uh, what you were experiencing with me and Dylan in here watching the game. Uh, it was a little little delay for Knox in his office. Yeah, these two knuckleheads are watching on the TV in the bullpen, and I'm in my office on YouTube TV, and I'm about eight seconds behind. And I know it's going to happen every single time because I can hear him <laughs> slamming the desk when the Braves don't do something right or or when the home runs happen. So I finally gave up and joined him in the bullpen. But it was a a fantastic that back to back. Home run to it had to have been just absolutely bonkers inside Truist Park. I, I sent a couple of texts to people that I know that were inside, and and I got responses that I, I can't repeat on the air. To my ears are bleeding. <laughs> it was just it had to have been an incredible experience. Should Alvarez have made that catch? I was just in a, left field. I was just about to ask you guys that. That was the one thing that I think. Uh, me and Dylan here in the bullpen, you know, we're, we're screaming, we're running around. We go back to the TV to see the replay. And then I think both of us collectively were just like, oh, and just realizing that Alvarez was, you know, just what, not even a foot away from catching that ball. 
I mean, you're asking him to do a lot. I mean, this is the, an American uh, yeah. League team playing in <laughs> a right. non-DH city. This well, is where the World Series right. gives you an advantage if you're a National. And League I was, team. I was just about to say, like, doesn't this make it feel different for you guys? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, being an Atlanta sports fan, being a Braves fan, you see these kinds of plays. And it's like almost, almost, ah, and they make the catch and they make the play and or the, you know, the base running blunders happen or whatever be the case. And that's I think that's what is so hopeful about what we saw tonight is when it came to that moment and, and something that we've talked about in, in past year postseasons is that you didn't get those guys to step up in those clutch moments. And yet you got that tonight and you got a break by having a guy who's normally DHing in the American League and he's having to play in the field and he doesn't make the exact play, uh, unlike a, a Braves player tonight that we saw make an incredible grab. You know, it just it uh it, it everything lined up and and gets us here to to where the Braves are at. Eddie Rosario is uh, the guy that Caleb's talking about. He had a catch to end the top of the eighth inning that was I mean, man, that that was an awesome catch. I, I mean, it was – that was as good of a postseason catch as uh, I think we've seen in a long time in baseball. And it, it also – sorry to mean to cut you off, Knox, but it gave Joe Buck uh, this this feeling of defeat because I, I think Joe Buck was calling <laughs> that play looking for Jose Altuve for that ball to drop so he could have some emphatic call. And instead it was almost like he got cut off and it was like, oh, he makes the catch. I think Rosario was kind of thinking back to the half inning prior and seeing the other left fielder get hurt on that wall. I think he was thinking he was going to make contact with the wall, then realized, oh, heck, I have to make this catch. I'm not going to get to the wall. And he just made a heck of an athletic grab. And I'm sure Luke Jackson really appreciates the way that ball went into his glove. Well, first off, you saw those two guys hugging each other. Uh, Jackson went and gave Rosario a big hug once they got back into the dugout. But that also kind of redeems Rosario a little bit for letting yeah. that blooper fall in front of him last night. Yeah, the, that a ball that he should have caught. Yeah, that I mean that was one that obviously we talked about on the show last night. A, a moment where maybe the the distraction from Dansby getting a little too deep or whatever be the case. You know, the rain that was falling, he didn't want to get hurt uh, tonight. There, there was obviously no concern about rain per se. Uh, it was just the degree of difficulty and the fact that. Uh, you know, having having that extra couple of inches on his glove was was all that he needed to make the grab. And, and let's face it, guys, um, he also made up for it at bat too. He was two for four tonight again. That's true. I mean, he's doing everything. Yeah, he was the one guy I thought early on, Knox. Like, okay, Rosario is dialed in. Where's the rest of these guys now? Because he was the one guy that I thought from the start that the bat looked good for him from the beginning. Whereas. Uh, everybody else kind of, again, er everybody else looked uh, a little bit hungover coming into this game, at least at the plate. It, it took a while, and let's not take any credit away from Zach Grinke, who threw a heck of a game, four innings, and he looked like he was 10 years younger. This is the Zach Grinke that used to just dominate across Major League Baseball. He was hitting his spots. He was moving eye levels. He was changing speeds well. I thought it was a very good start from him. Once again, Caleb, we sit here and do this post-game show after a Braves win, after what was supposed to be a bullpen game where, look, may maybe I got to start having more confidence in the, <laughs> the idea of a bullpen game because every time that gets brought up, I'm like, oh, geez. But this is twice now, and by golly, it's worked. 
Yeah, I, look, what was the thing that, that we were talking about last night? The fact that when you think about Major League Baseball history, you think about the postseason, you think about the World Series, no one's going, ah, do you remember – you remember that 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 Yankees game where the bullpen held them through? You know that that incredible Giants game where the the bullpen held them through? No, 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 no. You're remembering the greats, the great starters, and so of course it's going to to make anyone nervous. It it was something that when I initially heard that Dylan Lee was getting the start, I was uncomfortable for a handful of reasons. A if we knew we were doing an opener, you know, it was kind of like, why didn't they go with someone else? But then it was just this this moment of uh, you don't typically remember those games as important ones, especially when the other side has a true starter. 3-2. Braves beat the Astros tonight. Dansby Swanson, Jorge Soler, they go back-to-back. Back. They are the first eight and nine hitters ever to go back-to-back back in a World Series game. Braves have a 3-1 to one series lead. They can close it out tomorrow night. We'll continue to look ahead. We'll talk some balls and strikes from tonight in just a minute. We'll get to your calls, 404-741-0929. You can hit us up on Twitter as well, at 929thegame. We want to hear from you tonight. Sports Radio, 929thegame and the Odyssey. Now back to our Braves recap show on Sports Radio, 929thegame. Three to two, Braves win it tonight over the Astros. And your Atlanta Braves are one win away from being World Series champions. A 3-1 lead as they take uh, game four tonight in Truist Park. We want to hear from you. You can reach out to us on Twitter, at 929thegame. You can also give us a ring, 404-741-0929. If you're a Braves fan, We'd love to hear from you tonight. If you're joining us on the Odyssey app from wherever, we heard from folks last night in Buffalo, New York, in Seattle, Washington, and in San Francisco. So we'd love to hear from you tonight as well, wherever you may be joining us from on the Odyssey app or uh, at 929thegame. All right, uh, guys, let's go to Corey. He is uh, up first tonight. Corey. Uh, let's go. I'm super proud of this Atlanta Braves squad. I've been, been keeping up with them all season. Very happy, super excited. Been up three games to one. The pitching staff has been doing an outstanding job. Tyler Rock did an outstanding job tonight. Will Smith's been doing an outstanding job. Tyler Matzik, Luke Jackson, all those guys. Our offense is the best in baseball. I'm very excited for this Atlanta Braves franchise, man. Corey, appreciate the call. Guys, let's let's end this thing tomorrow night, right? Let's end let's, this at home and and lock down this World Series title tomorrow night. No, I completely agree. I mean, it's one of those that's what you want to do, right? As a you want to win in front of your home fans and having that opportunity to do it uh I mean, it's just it doesn't get any sweeter than that. I think it's going to be insanely difficult to do because I mean, it's look, it's the Astros. They're not going to lay down. They're not just going to go away and be like, "Oh, well, we tried." Uh, and then also the fact that you're heading into another question mark of a game where you know for pretty much a fact that the other guy on the other side uh, is is going to look better than whoever you're sending out and or or at least has shown that uh, uh, this uh, so far this season. I think that's what it, it kind of it gives off that feeling of of the the 
you know, the must win type of game, but it really does feel like that because the the momentum, everything is carrying you into this game five right here to win it in front of your fans. Yeah, and, and that's what I want to see. Win this thing in front of the home crowd uh, here at Truist Park. Don't even bother booking plane tickets to go back to Houston. Just end it, uh, end it tomorrow night. So, with all that being said now, the Braves having this 3-1 lead. Where do we go? There has not been a starter announced yet. If there has been, I have missed it today. Uh, so I don't know that the, the Braves have announced who the starter is going to be. Sounds like, guys, we may see another another bullpen game tomorrow night. Yeah, they haven't uh, named a starter as, as far as I know. I, th- I expect them to do the exact same thing that they did last night. Last night, Brian Snicker at least let everyone know that it was going to be an opener. Uh, it was actually, we found out right as the game was starting, I think it was Joe Buck who who said it on the broadcast, that Brian Snicker didn't tell Dylan Lee until this morning. And so he might do the same exact thing to whoever is is going to start or open tomorrow's game just for the pure fact of he said he didn't want Dylan Lee's phone blowing up from friends and family who mean well, who mean well, who want to tell him congratulations and good luck and all of those things. But he didn't want all of that that pressure kind of sitting on him and the guy not getting any sleep. And so I think what Brian Sticker will likely do because it works so far is to let everybody get a good night's rest and then make that uh, designation tomorrow. Yeah, Snitter's not going to tip his hand. Last night in the press conference, he told everyone he was going to use an opener, but he didn't say who. So he'll probably give us some sense of what's going on, but he has another decision. He can either do the opener route, or he can throw someone out there on short rest to try to win this game at home, which what seems like, at least from the three of us in this room, um, is the good thing to happen for the Braves winning this thing here. But I kind of look at it also as you only have to win one out of the next three games. I'm not sure if you have all that pressure, but I wouldn't. it wouldn't surprise me if we see someone on short rest coming. No, I agree with you, Knox. I, I don't necessarily think that it's pressure on the Braves. Um, I, I don't think you're feeling any pressure up, you know, three to one in the series to, to, to win it tomorrow. Selfishly, as a Braves fan, I hope they do win it tomorrow, though. I think that would be, I think that would be awesome for this city. Uh, it would be awesome for that franchise to be able to do it here in front of their home fans. Well, and let's also add on to this, which is Brian Snicker has managed this entire World Series, and he said it multiple, multiple times. I'm playing to win tonight, you know, and, and I have, uh, you know, it, it that makes me believe that he's going to go into tomorrow's game going, I am looking to win tonight. What do I have to do to win tonight? Does that mean having somebody ready on short rest. Uh, I mean, I get nervous about that sort of thing only because if it was Charlie Morton on short rest, I'd I'd be like, okay, look, you're veteran. This is a guy who has been here before, done this sort of thing. However, if it's a Max Freed sort of situation, he didn't exactly look good on extra rest. So I don't know what to expect. Ian Anderson, I don't think at any point would really be ready in this game. I think it would take until a, a game six situation. Uh, but who knows? Maybe, you know, it, it's one of those, like, this is this is when those tough postseason decisions have to be made because, you know, there is no next week. There is no figuring it out later. It's it's win now, and, and that's how Brian Snicker is managed. Yeah, I feel like if you do have to go back to Houston, 
on a Tuesday, that's when we would see Ian Anderson. My gut, for whatever it's worth, feels like this is one of those games where we may see uh, Jesse Chavez come in uh, for an inning or two to start the game. I wouldn't be against it. I It's worked in the past. Um, I, I, I'm fine with that, and, and I think the reason why I'd be okay with that is because there's experience there. There's, you know, that that is a guy who is well. He's been he's been around this league for a long time, uh, and so he he has experience not only in his past career but in this postseason specifically. Uh, and then you turn to maybe a younger guy, a Tucker Davidson, or I I wouldn't do it, but lean back on a Drew Smiley sort of thing. You know, a guy who can carry you a few innings like what Kyle Wright did tonight. Uh, it's just one of those things I I would rather not, I think, after what happened tonight, and, and I think Brian Snicker might also try this, is because you did something so different, you threw out such a young guy who didn't have that experience, that then going back tomorrow and going to a guy who has experience, uh, you know, could, could lead to some better success. 404-741-0929, Braves fans, this is your night. Open phone lines, we want to hear from you. Uh, as we go through uh, this hour, let's go to uh, Ronell, who is in Jonesboro. Ronell, you're on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Hey, guys. Uh, really appreciate y'all for taking the call. I'm excited right now. Hey. Yeah, you there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Man, Anything hey, else? Uh, yeah, just wanted, 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 wanted to say, man, uh, shouts out to Swanson, man. I, I'm real happy for him. But the, the the my hero tonight was Kyle Wright. He came in there and he saved it early on to get us back on track to be able to have a chance at the end. Snicker is doing this thing, man. It's real odd the way it's going. We're doing bullpen type of games, but it's working out for us. And hopefully tomorrow night, man, we party like it's 1995. <laughs> I don't want to get too far ahead, but, man, we deserve it here in the eight. Appreciate y'all. We do. Thank you. 404-741-0929 if you want to weigh in. Uh, you can also reach us on Twitter at 929thegame. Guys, I think Kyle Wright's going to be everybody's hero tonight. I mean, he was to step into that situation, Knox, where you're not even out of the first inning yet, and you've got to step into a bases-loaded situation and extinguish that fire. Bases loaded, one out. I mean, to, and to get that slow roller to get the first out, I know the run scored, but that was a huge win. And I hate to say it that you give up a run in the first inning, but I think the Braves came out of that half inning thinking, okay, this is all right. We're that's, gonna we're, we're rolling here. Yep. That's a hey, that that's a win. That is in football terms, that is fumbling inside your twenty, and the defense holds them to a field goal. And, that's and I, what the Braves got in that first inning. Exactly, and I and I'm glad the caller shouted out Kyle Wright and. Dancy Swanson, that's a, there's another connection for them, too, Vanderbilt. Vandy boys were happy with those two tonight as well. Well, I was about to say, not only Vanderbilt, but, I mean, for Dansby Swanson to get to do it in that moment, in that ballpark, that's home. Like, not we know Atlanta is home, but Marietta is home for him. And so, I mean, I can't imagine what he must be feeling right now that, well, I, we can kind of see it on his, it face. On his face, yeah, right after the uh, Jorge Soler home run. Uh, you know, it was one of those like, all right, Dan, slow down a little bit. You're going to pop a blood vessel uh, with, with his excitement. And, you know, it's so funny, too. He's carrying that 
that massive scar on his eyebrow from earlier celebrations in the uh, in the postseason. And so I just, yeah, what an incredible moment for him to to be the hometown kid who's who steps up in a big moment and and carries to them to this point. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Getting your thoughts on tonight's uh, victory for the Braves, 404-741-0929. Let's go to Jordan, who's in uh, North Atlanta. Jordan, you're next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I just... uh super pumped over what's been happening over the last week, but you know, something that sticks out to me as opposed to some of the other great Braves teams we've seen, I mean, this team is gritty, just incredibly gritty. Like, no matter what happens, we feel like we have a chance as opposed to, you know, years past where it's like, oh, no, getting into the bullpen or, oh, no, here we go again. Just got a good feeling about this team. Uh, that first inning tonight could have gone so wrong, but just put our heads down, drove forward, got out of it with a run, put us in a position to win and we're up three and one it's exciting times jordan appreciate it guys to to jordan's point and, and caleb i think i said this to to you and joe uh the other night when when we were doing this might have been after might have been after game one and and Knox, i know you will you will remember this but back in the 90s you know, the Braves were always into the postseason, and I always went into every postseason feeling like, yes, I understand there's Maddox and Glavin and Smoltz, but I always went into the postseason feeling like we were one bat short. Like we just didn't have that. We needed that one more hitter that we didn't have going into the postseason, and it would end up costing this team. 
And I think if you compare the Braves to the Houston Astros, they're a bat short from compared to the Astros. But then you've got guys that we never would have thought were going to be World Series heroes in Solaire. And, and heck, all four of these outfielders that Alex Anthopoulos added at the All-Star break, um, you've had Jock Peterson come up great. And I think the caller said it great when he said grit. This team has shown a lot of grit. This is the first time we've seen a lead change in this World Series. So congratulations to the Braves for doing that. But go back to the Dodgers series. You saw so many last at-bat walk-offs. You saw them just doing some late-inning heroics. This is what this team seems to be feeling and vibing on right now. Casey Kalich, and I and I hate to disrespect any minor league player or any player in general uh, who is on the opposite end of a deal, but that's all it took. A minor league pitcher who was in, I think, high A ball is what they ended up trading for Jorge, to get Jorge Soler. And I remember at the time talking to uh, a, a, a new friend of mine who I found out was a Royals fan, and he was laughing. He was like, oh, you can, ta- you can take him. I mean, he's, he's doing nothing here. And it's just – I've said it so many times on our podcast with uh, Joe Patrick, of just uh, what an incredible job Alex Anthopoulos has done. And I think it's easy to see that he's going to win uh, 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 executive of the year. And, and it shows, again, when you have a guy – who we didn't even know was going to be able to play in this series at one point just because of all the COVID issues. And now the, the Astros are dealing are dealing with a, a COVID issue of having Jason Castro out now, and he's gone for the rest of the series. And and so it's just it's been all of these unexpected moments. And, and like we said, like you talk about the gritty, it, it's stuff that we haven't necessarily seen in the last few years. That has been why previous Braves teams have kind of fizzled out, and this one hasn't so far, and now they have that 3-1 lead. Let's welcome in Paul. He's in Brookhaven. Paul, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, this is this is great. You know why? Because we got guys that are young coming up, and I tell you, I saw Kyle Wright pitch a no-hitter at Gwinnett and come out and then backed it up again, and the guy is nails. He should have been starting this game. And he's going to be our number four or five starter next year. We do not need to go get some, you know, overpriced guy. Guy can do it, and he's proven he can do it. And we have depth in our system now. And this is what's even better news other than just winning this thing and going out and showing, hey, we got a process, and this process is working. And uh, you know what's also really great is just the fact that we got so many um, new guys just fitting just like perfect puzzle pieces. And it shows so much that a lot of times players are good. They just need a change of scenery and new coach or new approach. And all of a sudden, they would never have gotten to be major leaguers unless they had that skill set. And these guys had the skill set. They were just in a negative environment. And, you know, you get into a competitive situation, and we didn't even get over 500 until August 6th. That's what's amazing. And you just got there, and just, this thing is rolling, man. And, it's, it, man, I just hope we can close it out, and I think we're going to do it. But Paul, uh, I think we've got a lot of positive stuff going on, man. Appreciate the call, Paul. And, and look, guys, I said it earlier. I think at some point in time, uh, Kyle Wright is going to develop into a – he may not be your ace. He may never be the number one or number two guy. 
but Kyle Wright is going to turn into a quality starter in Major League Baseball. I, I still I am not ready to give up on that guy yet. And, Caleb, as you pointed out, I don't think the Braves well, are ready to give up. I was up just about guy. to say, but, hey, Chris, can I say one thing? <laughs> we don't have to worry about next year right now. We can still fo- – like, I think that's what's so fun is we can still focus on this year and getting the job done right now that we don't have to do the typical Atlanta thing of, like, well, you know, I think this guy can grow into something. It's like, no, he did it for us now and gave us the opportunity that we can go win a championship tomorrow. Braves are one win away from being World Series champions. We'll talk a little more about tonight, and we'll continue to look ahead to tomorrow night as uh, Braves get the win tonight. 3-2, the final score. We'll continue to take your calls, 404-741-0929. You can hit us up on Twitter as well, at 929thegame. Back in a minute here, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Tonight's action on our Braves Recap Show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chris Goforth alongside Knox Bardeen, Caleb Johnson as we take a, uh, a look back and recap the Braves' 3-2 victory tonight over the Astros. Atlanta with a three games to one lead in this series and a chance to close it out tomorrow night in front of the home folks. It's all brought to you tonight by the Georgia Department of Public Health, encouraging Braves fans to support the home team. Go Braves! Visit dph.georgia.gof forward slash COVID hyphen vaccine. 404-741-0929. Taking your calls. Also, you can reach out to us uh, on Twitter at 929thegame. We'll try to squeeze in a couple of more calls before we uh, get out of here just before 1 a.m. Let's go to uh, John, who is uh, going to lead us off this segment from Rome. Hey, John. How are you doing? Good. What's up, I just man? Wanted to, well, I wanted to caution you uh, to remember the 1958 Milwaukee Braves. I had a very good personal friend that played for that team, Eddie Matthews. And he told me after they were ahead three games to one, he felt that they had the they had a better team that year than they did in 57, that they just took things for granted, and they got caught up in the fact that they were up three to one. And that's what I like what you said earlier about Snicker saying, you know, we play this a game at a time. And I think that's what they have to concentrate on doing if they're going to go ahead and win this thing. All right, John. Way to bring us all down. Well, no, I, I was going to say, so. I'm not trying to break you down. I'm just trying to say they have got to concentrate and not, you know, not slack off. I mean, they've got to really go after this game. John, appreciate the okay. call. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, sure. I mean, but look, how often do we get a chance to celebrate being up 3-1 in a World Series and being a one win away from a World Series victory. So let me enjoy tonight. I'll sweat it tomorrow night, guys. I'm going to enjoy this one tonight. Well, I was going to say, like, there are there have been teams in the past that if I had seen up 3-1 would have been like, okay, you know, I'm concerned. I, I You know, you see body language. You see all kinds of different things, how they interact with each other, how they talk post-game is so critical, I think, too of just what the overall mood of this team is and, and how they operate. But there is something about this team in the fact of, like, how have they been talking all season since the trade deadline? Is just this fact that we really, you know, we, we've been fighting for everything that we've got. We 
were below 500 for most of this season. You had to had to claw back in to get top of the division, to win the division, to get into the postseason. Uh, every moment you kind of felt like, oh, no, is this one going to get away from them? Uh, and, I mean, tonight was a perfect example. It was it was a microcosm of the season and the postseason in that they start things out rough and you kind of get this idea of, well, I don't know if they really have it in them. You know, maybe they'll just give up or, or, or whatever be the case. Maybe they'll lean into the fact that if they lose, it'll be tied and, and at least they're not going down. All of these different things you could, you know, say about this team, and yet they've figured it out and you hear from guys like Jock Peterson and Freddie Freeman and and others on this team, and I don't think any of them are looking at this as, oh, we're up 3-1, we can just coast and win this thing. There, there's none of that with this team. This team's only a year away from a 3-1 lead in the NLCS. And you remember how that Exactly. That, this is not going to go the same way. I'm not saying the Braves are going to sure-handedly win this series, but I'm saying they're not going to walk in tomorrow thinking we've got this. They're going to go out there still as hungry as they have been. I'm pretty sure about that. 404-741-0929. You want to weigh in. We welcome your calls tonight. We'll also, uh, you can also reach out on Twitter at 929thegame. Guys, I want to get into the the umpiring again, and, and I go back to the balls and strikes, and that to me has kind of been a storyline over the course of, of this World Series and through the first four games. Sometimes the strike zone gets expanded. Other times it feels like the strike zone gets tightened. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. It, it doesn't vary night to night. It varies pitch to pitch sometimes. This is going to be the second game in a row where the Braves were on the wrong side of the bad calls from the umpires, but they still won. I can remember a couple. Darno had one at bat where he went down 2-1, um, and one, and there weren't there, all three were strikes, and the strike that they called was worse than the two that they missed. So, yeah, when we see these report cards in the next day or two, it's going to be egregious. And you look at it, and sometimes you say, this is, my, this is my claim to fame. Well, you know, it always averages out. You know, it's going to be bad for both teams, but it hasn't been that way. We don't see these borderline balls and strikes calls missed, especially tonight for Houston. And Kyle Wright was living out there, and he wasn't getting a lot of calls. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things – that sticks in my mind is is what Joe Patrick brought to the show last night and something he said uh, before this postseason is just the fact that the Braves have never been on the side of the umpires. Like as far as being in their favor when those ump scorecards come out, they've, they've been on the losing side of every single one of those, which means they've had to deal with that in game and, and still to this point, only uh, only drop a couple of games this postseason. Tonight, I guess I wasn't as concerned with the umpiring. Uh, I know it got bad at times. I was more worried about the fact that the Braves were such free swingers at times that uh, you know there there were a few times where it looked really silly. I know Travis Darno in the sixth was one where he was taking big hacks, and I, I know the broadcast was talking about the fact that maybe he'll shorten up his swing because he doesn't need a grand slam. Like, he just needs a base hit, and yet he was unable to do it. I was more concerned through those early parts with what the the Braves swing-wise were doing rather than balls and strikes maybe not going their way. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's our Braves recap, a 3-2 Braves victory uh, over the Houston Astros, the Braves take a three games to one lead in the World Series. 
going into game five tomorrow night at uh, Truist Park. Back to the phones we go. Let's go to Luke, who's in Swanee. Hey, Luke. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man, um, what's up? I just, wanted to, I just wanted to talk. I was at the game tonight in the battery, and I just want to say that it was electric. It's different this year. Last year, you're right. Last year we went into NLTS thinking that we had it, that it was all us. This year, it's completely different. This team knows what they're going for. They're fighting for it. And uh, I honestly, I think they're going to get it done this year. Guys are getting hot at the right time, making the plays we need to make, and I just believe in this team. Luke, appreciate the call. 404-741-0929. we got a couple of minutes left if you want to hop on. Guys, there is a different feeling about this Braves team, though. And, uh, again, I go back, and, and Caleb, I know we've talked about it a couple of times here over the uh, over the last couple of days. And I go back to the moves that Alex Anthopoulos made at the trade deadline. That feels like it was the catalyst for what this team has turned into were those moves they made uh, just prior to it started, I guess, really with the acquisition of Jock Peterson. He was the first guy, what, about a week or two before the trade deadline? Those other deals came later, but that is what set this team up moving forward. And it's not just who uh, that who Alex Anthopoulos went after. It was the fact that it was also the the number. Like, he went after four outfielders. I, I know when, when Joe and I were doing batter up at that point of the season, we were kind of thinking, I, I think two will be just fine. I think that'll get it done. That'll kind of replace guys who have gone down, and they'll be able to piece this thing together. Of course, we at that point were looking at the season as, well, we just need to get through this thing, get Acuna healthy, get Soroka healthy. We'll look on to next year and really enjoy things. But Alex Anthopoulos had the foresight to go out to go get Jock Peterson. And even when he brought Jock Peterson in, uh, Peterson, when he wrote that that uh, article, the Players' Tribune article earlier this week, he put in there that Peterson knew if things did not go well for the Braves in that, that week stretch of time before the trade deadline, that Peterson could have been flipped for somebody else or another, uh, you know, another piece, uh, uh, a minor league or whatever it might have been. But there was so much uncertainty around that. And so not only it was the fact that, that like all of these guys have stepped up at different moments. It's been so wild that you you get the play from Peterson. You get Rosario and everything that he's done. Adam Duvall at times has stepped up. Uh, uh, you know, it's just uh, – and, of course, who can I forget? Jorge Soler, you know, and, and everything that he did tonight. The one I was concerned about, Jock Peterson, and uh, the the power of the pearls. I don't know if you guys heard, but last night, Jock Peterson broke his pearls. And he uh -oh. had to fly in his jeweler with a new set of pearls. So so Jock's playing with some that, you know, maybe don't have the, the same blessing or everything. And still, the Braves were able to come through. So, so you know, maybe it's just uh, the aura has continued. Let's go to Tommy, who's next. Tommy, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, Joe, are you there? No, Joe's not with us tonight. You got Chris, oh. Knox, and Caleb. All right, Chris. Hey, we're, we're here about the Braves. We're, we're jacked up. We're locking it down. How about them Braves? Let's think about this, guys. No Soroka, no Morton, no Acuna, and you're one win away from being World Series champions. Guys, I don't know if whatever kind of odds you would have given me on this in 
August or September or, or uh, I, I don't know that I would have seen it happening this way without those guys. I mean, it's one thing for Soroka to go down, for Acuna to go down, but then you get into this postseason and you lose Charlie Morton that had kind of become that anchor of the pitching staff here uh, over the course of this season. To lose him, and you're winning multiple bullpen games uh, in the playoffs to get to this point. It's unreal. I, I don't think the odds are – I mean, we could go back and look, but it would be crazy. But I, I think it's funny, Chris, that the difference three and a half months makes. Back at the trade deadline, everyone was screaming – hey, don't give up too much, just go out and get us a couple of things to make it through the season. And everyone was kind of just writing it off because there's no way the Braves are going to climb out of this below 500 hole or do anything with it. And Anthopolis kept telling us, hey, no, no, we can still compete. And it, we thought it was lip service, didn't we? Here we are, 3-1 in the World Series. And who looked like the smartest guy in the room? It's Alex Anthopoulos. Let's go to Brady, who's uh, who's next. Brady, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, guys, how are y'all doing? Doing great, man. Hey, I just wanted to say, I mean, just for me as a Braves fan, since I was a young boy, we're all so excited. And I just wanted to know how you guys thought about everything. Look, I, I think uh, I think all three of us will say we're pumped right now, Brady, over the way uh, over the way things look. For all those things that we've talked about tonight, the you know, the injuries this team has had to overcome, the performance they got out of Kyle Wright tonight. I don't think the Braves win this game if they don't get that kind of performance out of Kyle Wright. And you had a couple of clutch hits that came up late from Dansby, from Solaire, and great play in the outfield by Eddie Rosario. I mean, uh, I, I don't see how you can't be anything as a Braves right now, guys, other than enthused about where this team is and, and the possibilities. Knox, as you said it earlier, you hope it comes tomorrow night, but if not, you only got to get one out of the next three. That's right, and, you know, you talk scenarios, but that, that's an easy one to think about. But, man, let's think about, since he said, how do we feel? And I'm feeling like I want to win tomorrow night, and I'm feeling like I, you know, if you're going to let me make wishes for a second or two, I, I love that Solaire hit one and Dansby hit one, and I love that Rosario has been just everything during the series. But if we're gonna if we're gonna have a hero tomorrow, can we have Freddie Freeman be the hero? Absolutely. I, yes. I yeah, I, I think I mean what we got with him in the in the Milwaukee series and, and I remember him coming and, and being in that press conference and talking about I guess this is what pure joy feels like. And I just I remembered Joe and I texting back and forth after that game and being like, uh, well, I don't know that he's quite felt pure joy just yet. You know, I, I think it's Finishing this series out and, and winning a championship and bringing a championship home for the first time, uh, you know, at least for the Braves since 1995, I, I just don't know that he's, you know, he can quite imagine. I don't know that I can quite imagine. I Part of what's so difficult about all of this for, for me to talk about is, you know, I, I, I get into the, the Atlanta fan who's like, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I've done this before and I've gotten hurt before. Um, but I've also never felt a Braves championship because uh, I wasn't old enough to remember the last one. So I, I want that feeling of ecstasy at this point. Freddie Freeman goes one for three tonight. One guy we haven't talked about that drove in a run early uh, was Austin Riley, who continues to look after that slow start to the regular season. He caught fire 
and was the best hitter, most consistent hitter during the regular season for the Braves, and he's continued that in the postseason. He goes two for four and drives in a run. Yeah, I think uh, part of the thing that I've struggled with him in this postseason is obviously like something I talked about last night, which that first plate appearance last night was his 20th strikeout in 50 plate appearances, and, and you you really worry about those kind of adding up over time. Uh but then he came through with a clutch hit last night, comes through again. And so that's all I can ask for. I mean, hey, you know, you want to you strike out three out of your four plate appearances, but the one is a double that scores a run. Give it to me every single time. Guys, let's do this again tomorrow night, and let's celebrate another Braves win. And Caleb gets to understand that pure joy of winning a World Series tomorrow night. I'm ready for it. All right. Thanks for uh, you guys for hanging out. Appreciate those of you that called tonight. Good to hear from you. Also, same thing goes for you folks on Twitter. Don't forget, we're doing this again tomorrow night. So if you're headed back to Truist uh, Truist Park to watch the game, if you're going to be in the battery, come join us afterwards right here. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game for our Braves recap. For Caleb Johnson, Knox Bardeen, I'm Chris Goforth. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Go Braves! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.